Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Forging Life Podcast. I am the host, Trey Ryder, and the Forging Life Podcast is about hardships, parenting, entrepreneurship, and the struggles that we deal with every single day. We will have many interviews with special guests, and you can actually see some of these interviews on YouTube, and you can even join the discussion by heading over to Facebook and typing up Forging Life Podcast and join our page. You guys, thank you so much for coming in, and I hope you enjoy season number two of the Forging Life Podcast. All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Forging Life Podcast. I am your host, Trey Ryder, and today I have a special guest with me. His name is Chris Tice. I have been friends with him for it's probably been about a year, and we've been through numerous challenges together, starting with uh, Tony Robbins, the KBB course. Uh, I think there was the Success Club. It, there's just a bunch of different areas that we have been connected with and share our stories. And he's an amazing person, and that's why I definitely, when I heard from him about the podcast, I had to have him on. So today, let me welcome Chris Tice. Chris. How are you today? Ah, oh, man, I, I'm even better than I thought. That was phenomenal. Thanks for that intro, Trey. Uh, you know, I, man, life is good. Um, it's It can be so easy to get caught in the trappings of life and uh, just to have friends like you and, and to see what you're doing with, uh, you know, from where we started to where we are now and having this podcast and, uh, you know, just spreading spreading the good light in, in what appears to be darkness of this world uh man it's just such a good feeling to be a part of something so great and so good that you're doing and uh i'm honored i truly am this is a privilege to be here with you and your audience and uh yeah just just really enjoying life right now i'm so happy you're here with us and you speak about spreading the light and that's one thing you definitely do because i know on facebook you're constantly doing all your lives and just spreading your messages and I highly recommend if people are not currently following you to definitely look up Chris Tice and his name and all his information will be in the show notes today. But it, I definitely recommend go follow him and get those words of encouragement and a lot of the things that he is currently doing. So with that being said, I would like to know what are you currently doing? What so, is going right on in your life? Yeah, right now, um, you know, I'm, I'm a husband and uh, a father to three. We have an 18-year-old, a five-year-old, and a three-year-old. Um, fairly recently, it's actually been almost two years, I uh, retired early as a firefighter. I had just uh, persistent injuries um, that weren't necessarily job-related to the point of I really just had to start deciding, do I keep doing this? Can I keep doing this? And it broke down to more of just should I? Cause I could keep doing it, but should I? And so, uh, really started praying one night and, uh, God just said, you're done. I had thrown out my back, picking up my now three-year-old daughter. She was only two at the time. I threw it out, knew I couldn't go to work. And, uh, my wife and I had been discussing starting what we're doing now. And that's our company, uh, Eagle Fire Enrichment, uh, coaching and speaking and, I came to her. Uh, we hadn't officially launched everything. We weren't even a, a full business yet. We had just gotten started. And 
I said, Hey, I, I was praying last night. God said, I'm done. Are we ready to make this work? And she did not hesitate. She looked at me square in the face. She said, yes. And so, you know, here we are. Um, like you said, we, we met through the Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi and KBB and I'm doing videos. Uh, believe it or not, I'm camera shy. A lot of people don't believe that it's true. It took me a long time to hit record, um, let alone go live. Um, that, that is legitimately the truth. I, uh, I'll give you full vulnerability and authenticity here. I literally sat on my couch one time and cried because I was so mad because I couldn't hit the button. Um, so yeah, uh, I get a chance to just, to share my message and put out just words of encouragement. Um, I really want to inspire people to, to live their life fulfilled in whatever their calling is. Uh, my calling is to help people, um, whether it's through sharing my story, my life story, or my experiences, especially my experiences in leadership, um, in business or, um, in the area of being a first responder and just creating dialogue that will help people. And I'll, I'll use the, the title here of your podcast. It just forging life, just, just having this lifestyle that is holistically healthy to, to speak to the, the, the mind, the heart and the soul and to live where we're at to set up a brighter future while learning from the past. And that's exactly why this podcast and even my coaching is named Forging Life. It's just by all those points that you said. And a lot of us that are in coaching have gone through our, our certain mess to create our message. And like what you said, and I can definitely, uh, feel the same way when I, the very first time I was sitting there trying to do those live videos, I sat there, I go to push it, I, I <laughs> lean forward and I pull myself back. I'm like, man, I'm not ready. What am I going to say? I, I hope everything comes out. Okay. And the thing is like, so what if it's a mess when we sit there and talk, because it's not going to be perfect. The only way to get perfect or closer to perfect is continuing to try and better what you're doing. And, you know, you have those perfectionists that won't do something unless it's completely perfect. And a lot of times they don't get anything done because they can't ever get it perfect. So well, <laughs> it's, it, it's just part of a, an excuse to, to delay doing something. So Well, and it's funny you say that because ultimately that's, yes, there was some fear in there. There was imposter syndrome. There was well, what will they think of me? But there was one day I set it down because my hair wasn't quite straight. Okay, so go grab a hat. And so I finally hit the record button and, and started to say, because I had the content. I knew what I wanted to say and I knew I could say it. I've said it in front of live audiences. I don't know how many times. There's just something about the camera that just, it did, it, it, it crippled me. It gave me fear, but I was also so worried about making it perfect. Well, so I finally started doing, I was like, oh, this is great. People can see me. My lighting is decent-ish. Uh, and I'm hitting the button. I'm good to go. Well, my son, my oldest son um, in school was taking journalism broadcasting. So he's learning about cameras and angles and lighting and all this stuff. And, and I'm given my, one of my speeches and the, the, the camera is right here. Okay. My forehead is, is, is the highlight of the video. And he said, I got done. He goes, what are you doing? 
I said, what are you talking about? He goes, get your head out of the camera. I said, son, it doesn't matter. I'm just hitting record. Well, then someone that I follow who, you know, he, he does all this kind of stuff. Ironically enough, it was like two days later, he does this video talking about get your forehead out of the camera. And right then and there, I actually, not only did I learn something new, which I love doing, um, but I also gained this new appreciation and comfortability with this new way to learn. I was, you know, for, for the sake of terminology, I was forged into this new way of how I was going to do things and the confidence I could have in doing. And what's great about it is none of it was perfect. My lighting was terrible. My sound was horrendous. A very good friend of mine who knows that stuff inside and out looked at me. He goes, about a year ago, didn't you ask me, because my wife was going to start doing videos. He goes, didn't you ask me what kind of microphone to buy for your phone? Yeah, why? He goes, you ever thought about using it? No. He goes, do it because you sound terrible. Oh, well, thanks for that confidence. <laughs> but but it did. But it was like, oh, okay, easy. And so I did. I went home. I plugged in the microphone. I hit the button, started talking. I got my forehead out of the picture. And so just, just this process of constantly learning, constantly allowing the, the what's next to happen has been something that's allowed me to shift my life in the areas that God has called me to. I have to highlight on that because, you know, you speak your messages about forging forward and forging, you know, with me, forging life. It's about taking those imperfect actions and stop allowing things to cripple who we are to become something better. And had I sat there and I waited in, you know, the same thing for me. I had when I first started doing videos, one of my coaches, and he's also a KBB member and He's a high-end jeweler. You may know him, Scott Anthony. I remember the name. So he's he's a big-time Australian jeweler, okay. uh, high-end coaching. He does a lot of fabulous work. And he goes, Trey, you need to work on your your video. So he talked about the spacing on you know from the top of the head <laughs> to to the screen. And you know, for my head, it would be like filling up the entire video. <laughs> So, and the thing is that that could have stunted me and, you know, held me back and say, okay, well, you know, people are criticizing what I'm doing. I, I just, I'm going to give up. And I guarantee had I done that, I wouldn't be sitting here talking on video to you or all these other challenges or doing this podcast because of the, the lack of um, vulnerability. You know, I don't want to take those hits. But in life, we have to take those hits. So that way we can grow and move forward. So just by like what you're speaking of, and I'm resonating, and that's why I'm talking so much, is for those, it doesn't matter if you're on camera or there's something else in life. Maybe it's your job or maybe it's something with your kids that you just don't want to move forward. So you stop doing something. And that's not what it's about. It's about us moving forward and learning and adapting to overcome. If we want to move forward, if we want a better life, if we want something different, either life around you has to change or you have to change. So with that being said, tell us, everybody has some type of mess in their life or has, and it grew them to where they are today. 
maybe there's things that are holding you back today, Chris. And I, I guarantee you, maybe there are some select things that are holding you back. But originally, before the firefighting days, what was your story and how did it mold you and forge you into the person you are today? Yeah, that's a great question because there, there's quite a bit, um, but it, it really, it boils down, the, boils down to the word and centers on the word can't. And um, it even stems back to when I was a year and a half years old, my mom left my dad and I. And I was basically raised with the understanding it was my fault. So, you know, I kind of grew up thinking, well, you know, I can be loved by some people, but I can't be loved by others. And then fast forward, my dad gets remarried and um, they called myself and my soon to be stepbrother into their bedroom and said, well, you know, now that we understand, you know, we're living together and we're going to have this life together, we're going to tell you guys our expectations of you. I thought, oh, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, we got to have some ground rules. And there was the few, like, you know, we know you guys are going to fight at some point in time and you're going to argue over this and that. I was like, well, yeah, okay, we'll get over that. And then it shifted to, well, here's the actual expectation. And my own dad looked at me square in the face and said, you know, you're going to struggle. You're going to barely make it through school. You're, you're basically not going to amount to anything. And camp is going to be a part of your vocabulary. It's going to be your, your word. And while deep down inside, I knew it was my dad's voice, but not his heart. I, I couldn't help but kind of get stuck on that. And so, you know, I, I guess in a way, I had to just take this understanding of, well, he's right. You know, I already struggle in school. And I'm already not doing this and I don't care about that. So I guess it doesn't really matter. I don't, I don't have to do anything significant in life. And, but I still wanted to, I still had this yearning inside of me and uh, to, to get me to where I'm at today, when I was, oh, 14 or 15, I had uh, a scout leader and he was, he had literally the title and position. He was my scout master and he was a business leader. He owned his own company, very successful but the type of leader he was in this moment, he was my mentor. And we were known for waking up before everybody else. We always got the coffee on and uh, just sat there uh, on the picnic table. The sun's coming up, drinking coffee. He looks at me and says, what do you want to do with your life? I don't know. He goes, what do you mean you don't know? I said, well, I, you know, I, don't, I don't really give it much thought because I can't really do anything. He's, he said, Chris, you've got it all wrong goes, I've seen what you can do. You are a leader. He goes, you've got a strength that, that you don't always see. He goes, you can do it. And although, yes, there's been some struggles along the ways and other things that have happened in my life that um, could have held me back and in some cases did hold me back, I just immediately said, you know what? Camp never did. It never did anything for me. It doesn't do anything for anybody. And I just decided right then and there, I wasn't going to allow what other people tried to pass on to me, hold me back, especially if it was negative. And so today I just, I want to pour into the leader that's within. While yes, I, I speak to, to the leader, the title rank and position, it's not always about that. 
anyone can be a leader. Doesn't mean everyone should be, but anyone can be. And with the right mentoring and the right coaching and with the right mindset, the right attitude, we can forge forward. It's always going to be a process. No matter what you're doing in life, whether you think it's significant or not, it's still a process. It's got to become about making the most of it, not letting these, these fears hold us back, not letting other people tell us we can't do something. And, but another piece of me created this, this anger, this vengeance, this resentment that also held me back and kept me from learning more and wanting to be more. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And it was this, I'm angry at my dad. I'm angry at my stepmom. I'm angry at my mom. And one day I just had someone tell me, you have to forgive. It was a pastor said, you have to forgive. Jesus said, you know, not seven times, but 77 times. And I, what I realized was I just didn't have any healing for myself. I didn't have any healing for those relationships. Some of the most prominent relationships in my life. Like, how was I going to be helping others when I was still allowing my own life to be torn into, my own heart torn into? And so this, this passion and compassion for, for people and for us as leaders to step up and step out of those fears and those, those walls and break it down in forgiveness and in sharing our story and sharing our message and communicating with one another has become pivotal into my message now of saying, this is how we can move onward. This is how we can go forward in life. You know, I was sitting here taking notes as you were talking, because there's a lot of highlights here. I was also in the Boy Scouts. I did make, uh, make it all the way through Eagle. And you can definitely get some great mentorship within those communities. And one of the things I wanted to, to go back to is, well, first, one of the things you said is raised basically that it was your fault uh, that your parents had split up. Now, was that actually told to you or was that a thought process that you put into your own mind? Told. Um, okay. it, not, only, not only did my family out, outside of my dad tell me, um, hmm. Was it my fault directly? I was a year and a half years old. I don't know how you screw up life that much at a year and a half. I mean, I've definitely done my own fair share of screwing up. Everybody, I want you to understand that. I'm not doing this to villain, vilify anybody because I have my own fair share. I want to put that out there. Um, but through well, forgiveness, this we've is, worked this on is it. This is going to come. But full circle in that, um, my mom has basically said, no, you're, you're it. Um, there, there's... Um, while yes, I have forgiveness in that I wouldn't say I have total closure because she, it's still a battle. Um, she, she has basically said without saying it to my face, I want nothing to do with you, and which is unfortunate. This is going to coincide but, with exactly the things you were talking about. Your father's, it, you were gathering your father's beliefs. You, it, one of the key things that I wrote down is his voice, not his heart, where, we often will say things to hurt people, to stump them from doing certain things instead of talking through the heart and what is best for somebody. And what I wrote down directly right after that, when you said his voice, not heart, 
I put hurting people hurt people. Yes. So hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> no, it, so it does because people that are look- hurting people hurt people it is because they're, they're hurt. So uh, that's what I was getting at when I was writing that down. And that's, that's big. We have to pull ourselves back and understand that by what they're talking about, we have to understand their side. And when we can see the fact that they're just hurt and may not necessarily mean it, it's a protective mechanism within their own mindset of doing something. Maybe it's that regret or maybe uh, there was something further down the line. Maybe they're, they're blaming things uh, of the split because of having a check, you know, but at the end of the day, we put this blame to protect ourselves and by hurting others, we can feel a little chemical response within ourselves. So uh, that, that was just one of the key things I wrote down that I felt was very impactful that had a big impact in your life. So with that mentor that you had within the, the scouts and what went from there, would, was that like the pivotal moment? Was that the turning point? Or did you have a lot more struggles before getting into this, this mindset of truly serving from the heart and not the mind? Um, well, so that, that, that would be the pivot point, but life is a roller coaster. Um, you know, that, which I'm okay with now. I wasn't back then, you know, because after that happened, I, I, I shut out the voices. Actually, let me rephrase. I ignored the voices. I didn't shut them out and I didn't heal from them and just kind of kept letting it go. But I did earn my Eagle Scout. Um, I went on to get married the first time and, you know, thought, oh, this is a success. I'm an adult now. And, you know, I'm doing adult things and we have our, our first child on the way. And then unfortunately that marriage did not work out and it became another camp in my life. And so then all those voices came back flooding in. And it was like, for a couple of years there, I just stopped. Um, I didn't, I just floated. I didn't, I didn't forge through life. I know I keep using that term, but it, it is so endearing to, to my heart of, you know, there's a difference between floating and forging, you know, floating, we're just kind of there. Um, but when you're forging, you're making the process work. You're sharpening yourself. You're hammering out the, the issues and the things that are going on. And the, the product, while, while we're never finished until the day we die, the product be, can become so refined and and so clear that when we see that, that's when we can really open up. And so for me, the next step was I'd always wanted to become a fireman, even though my dad and stepmom had talked me out of it. But I wasn't there anymore. You can't tell me what to do. And they were at that point, I believe they had gotten divorced. Anyway, so I didn't have to answer to them. And so I did. I became a firefighter, which had been a goal since I was five years old and uh, had an amazing career there. Um, But uh, it ended earlier than I planned on. Um, There are some things I could have still done, but I believe in answering God's call on my life. And so from there and getting to that point of 
forgiveness is one, I had to forgive myself. I, I had to realize that, you know, the way I reacted to the actions that were taken, I had a choice to make in all those. And I chose to be angry and bitter. Um, you know, Tony Robbins and, and Ed Milet and, and so many people say what happens in life happens for you, not to you. And that's, that's easier said than done. There's no two ways about it. And, and my story um, is not necessarily as traumatic as others. Um, but at the same time, when I started to forgive myself, I also started to forgive them. My dad and I have a great relationship. He's a great man. He did a lot of great things for me. My stepmom, we had a blast. There was a lot of things we did that were good together. Um, but I'm at where I'm at today because of those experiences. And I just wanted to choose a life of positivity. And where that really came through was another major mentor of mine. When I was 28, I decided to go back to school and was uh, in psychology. And uh, the professor I was with, uh, with the club we were doing, the dinner we were putting on, I just looked at it and I was like, man, there's this club is doing this and this club is doing that. I don't think anyone's going to show up. I was being very negative. He looked at me, he said, in all the 30 years I have been teaching, you are the most pessimistic person I have ever met. <laughs> I just stood there. I was like, I'm a teddy bear. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I laugh at myself now, but I wasn't in the moment because I hadn't had that forgiveness. I hadn't learned to move forward and move on. I had been moving, but it was just a floating type movement. It was a, eh, I'm okay today. Oh, I can get by today. Um, you know, I'd been drinking like crazy, uh, partying, doing all those kinds of things. And, and I just, I realized I am not going to truly succeed at or in life if I keep going the way that I am. And so it was just, just the mentors, those voices, you can do this. You can rise up. You, you don't have to be pessimistic. And ironically enough, we actually set a record that night. For those that are keeping track, we set a record for how many people came to eat that night and they were still hungry. Uh, so uh, I, just, I just stood there and he looked at me and shrugged his shoulders and smiled knowing, okay, you win, sir, you win. So, but you know, in the fire department, even then I had so many great leaders and officers who poured into me and just showed me that no matter what you you keep moving on mistakes are going to happen but it's what not just what we learn from those mistakes but how we apply them how we take action on or against them and how we teach them from there and that's that's what i love about where i'm at now um, i don't have all the answers i don't have it all figured out but i'm a part of an amazing community with people like you trey that we all have our gifts and when we recognize those gifts and we use that as the power because knowledge isn't power it's the application it's the sharing of it when we share our stories we can find those people that we relate to or can help or be a part of or support or gain that as well and now forge this new brighter future in this world we shine a light in the darkness 
And, and that's, that's really just kind of where I feel like I am now. And what I'm called to do is just, just to shine that light in the darkness. So one of the things that I was listening to you about is being pessimistic. And how did you actually make that change in yourself to have a positive mindset? Because there are challenges that come along with doing that as well. So what did you do? What was the first time you remember and how did you keep it going? (laughs) So I would love to say that I woke up the next day and just said, you know what? I'm going to be positive every single moment. Um, I said that I didn't always do it, but because I had this new awareness of self. So this awareness in my mind that I did not realize how subconscious I was about my negativity, but was allowing it out into the consciousness. I always felt like, oh, I'm always this positive, upbeat person in front of people. I actually started asking people. I started asking my closest friends, my mentors, uh, uh, guys that I worked with who, you know, uh, we had uh, worked very closely together uh, doing what I did with the fire service, uh, being around each other. And honestly, I just started collecting reviews. Kind of, kind of like a, a business would on a product. Can you review this product? And I started praying a bunch. I started meditating a bunch. I started doing a bunch of devotionals. And the one word that kept coming up at the time was positive. And I noticed, even though I personally did not see my change on the outside, other people were. What I did see on the outside was other people's reaction to me. Reaction to me walking up, reaction to me speaking, reaction to uh, how I was handling certain situations. And so when the reviews started changing from, well, you know, really when this comes up, you just, you're like instantly angry or you just immediately start saying, oh, we can't do this. Or, oh, that's not going to work to, hey, let's figure out a way. So, so it, you it definitely had to be open to listening to those reviews to be able to change. Because you could oh, yes. either said gone a different direction. You could have said, look, if obviously this keeps happening or this is going on, then there's something else there. So you started pivoting slowly but surely. Yeah. And that's a gut check and a half. When you put yourself out there like that, uh, especially when and, and this is this is what I love about when you know you have your community or you have the people that have your back, they will tell you authentically and vulnerably. Um, and, and so it was, it, it was, it was just this process that it, it took a while. I, I can't put a time frame on it, but now I've noticed when something negative starts to come up, uh, I, I share this with my youth group. My, my last vehicle was having transmission issues. I said, can you guys believe that I'm happy? I have a transmission problem with my truck. And, these, you know, and a lot of them are starting to drive and have had some of those issues. And they're all looking at me like, what? How can you be happy about that? Like, I'd be so upset. I said, oh, I said, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's annoying. They're like, wait a minute, how can you do that? I said, because guys, I'm grateful I have a truck. Because not everyone does. I have a truck to complain about. And, and so, you know, through like forgiving my dad and my stepmom and my mom and other people and myself, uh, of the things I've done or the way I've reacted, it just, it has, it's created this positive mindset that allows me to see things through the eyes of gratitude. 
I do gratitude journaling now. I never thought I would do that in my life. Um, so to have that shift and to change my mind, now I get the opportunity to help other people do the same thing that was given to me. It was a gift I was given. I got to give back. You know, one of the things I just wrote down, I'm sure you saw me looking down and in regards to your truck and the transmission. And when we sit there and we look in the negative and we have that negative mindset consistently, meaning life is happening uh, against you instead of for you. And that is because we're sitting there oftentimes justifying our circumstances of why we can't get somewhere else. If you mm -hmm. tell somebody in a third world country that they don't have what we have, you are 10 steps above them. Yeah, but they're not here. They're over there. So you're justifying your circumstances to make it feel better as in, woe is me. And the thing is, when we get into the positive mindset, we can start shifting. I'm glad it happened to me because, you know what, I'm fortunate. I have another vehicle or I have another means of getting somewhere. And maybe it's I'm, I'm providing local business some work. I don't know, but there, there's a different mindset. And just because we slap labels that you're a pessimist or, you know, optimist or it's a label and labels can be changed. So I, I was sitting here just obviously writing as I always do during these podcasts and one of the things that you, you spoke about was the subconscious. And that's very big because a lot of times and through our, our daily activities, we create routines and these routines, the reason why you can sit there and drive a, a stick shift vehicle without thinking about it. But at first, when you started out, you might start, you let go of the clutch and <laughs> it, it stalls <laughs> out they're done you. that. You know, and, <laughs> and now you can sit there and you can... Uh, steer the car, you can let the clutch out, you can look out the window, you can roll the window down while you're driving, it, you know, all these different things. It's because now that programming is in your subconscious mind. And I, I'm kind of speaking this because I did a poll on our, our Forging Life Facebook group about what the next podcast is going to be. So this is kind of uh, flowing with some of the, the stuff that they talked about, oh, So, cool. <laughs> um, which is mindset. So the mindset is a huge topic in general, but um, so our, our subconscious, what are we putting into our subconscious? Are we putting all that negative stuff? And it's okay if we are, but we have to be aware. So one of the things that you, you spoke about, you became aware, you got those reviews from people. And some of the times we have to change our, our immediate circle, our community circle to even have a different viewpoint. So if you feel stuck in life, you talked about drifting, being a drifter, being numb to what is going on around you. That is because we don't want to deal with the emotions to get to the other side. We would rather just be numb. And that's a big point. And I'm saying this because maybe somebody out there is drifting through life right now. So maybe if they are, they could reach out to you, Chris, and you can actually help kind of guide them through some of those processes. Because uh, that's a big deal as well. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is prior to, to us actually jumping on this podcast, you said that no question is um, off the table. So what is one struggle or fear that you haven't told anyone 
maybe you're dealing with it now or you, you know, it came from uh, early age that you're still dealing with it. Maybe you haven't overcome. Uh, man, I don't know. Cause I, I really kind of, like I told you, I'm a talker, so I share everything. I honestly, my biggest fear, and I'd say probably really only shared this with my wife, if I've shared it with anyone at all, is I always have this fear of not being enough. Um, you know, and, and that that's got to stem back from just, you know, being told I wouldn't be. Um, I, for the longest time, one of my, it was, it was actually a fault in the long run was I never said no. I always said yes. And, and I, I always attribute it to, Oh, look at me. I'm being busy or, Oh, Hey, I got to go make money or, well, that person's a really good friend. So I can't tell them no. And now, now, now I'm getting like four hours of sleep a night if I'm lucky and I'm working four or five jobs and I'm drinking four energy drinks a day. And, Oh, but look at me now I'm in school and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting straight A's and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it just, it stems from this fear of, of, of not being enough. And, but not being enough for who not being enough for what i think that's always the question i have to ask myself when i start diving into um back into that pessimistic mindset uh whenever whenever i do interviews or i give speeches whether i'm i'm sharing my specific story my intimate life like i'm doing here or it's you know more of the classroom setting what i do for business things like that my nervousness doesn't stem from, you know, the shirt I have on, or, you know, I did say earlier on camera, I was worried about my hair. It was an excuse. It stems from what if I'm not enough to everybody that's out there? What if, you know, and it, that, that question in and of itself, you can't answer because you haven't even done it yet. And so I just, I, I always want to know that I put my whole self out there vulnerably and authentically because when we do that we create growth we create growth in ourselves we create growth in those around us and those we serve and you know that's what christ called us to do he said love god love others so serve god serve others he's the greatest servant leader ever he came to be served or excuse me to serve not to be served Ugh, messed up my own scripture i use um and so when I'm doing something for somebody, I don't care if it's my 18-year-old, my five-year-old, my three-year-old, my wife, an audience I'm speaking for, I just, I do. The, the thing that causes me to start to sweat is, is what I'm doing enough? And one thing I've had to recognize based on the things I've done in life is sometimes you get to see the, the seed that you planted, that you'd sown. And watered. Sometimes you get to see the nourishment that comes out of it, but you don't always get to. But if I allow that fear to hold me back and keep me from doing what I'm called to do, now no seed gets no gets sown. Now I don't know if I if I wasn't enough, and someone said, "Hey, I need more." Okay, reach out to me, or maybe that person doesn't resonate but they find someone who does. And now they can be a guiding vessel to help that person to say, hey, go talk to Trey. Trey's done this, or Trey has this resource, or Chris does, or whoever it is. 
Um, but we won't know that if we sit here and say, I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. I can't do that. We won't get to share in our success and the greatness that we have within us. I love it. And one of the things that I'm actually writing as you stop talking is before we jump off, because I, I don't want to hold you up too long. And I, I do have a couple more questions though, but what message would you really want to leave with people today? You know, um, we've been, well, I borrowed the word forging from you. I mean, I know it's in the dictionary as is, but uh, I, you know, I want to see people, I, I used to say moving, but to me, that's kind of floating. When you're forging, you're hammering it out. You're putting it to the fire. You put it to the test. Uh, go forward, go onward, look upward. Um, you know, and, and, and yes, I'm, I'm saying look upward to Christ, but what, what I'm also saying there too is keep your head up. You know, my, my thing is, is the three eyes of great leadership are influence, impact, and inspiration. Create positive influence that will have massive impact so others are inspired to do the same thing. Be encouraged in that. You have it within you. I promise you that. You have that within you and you can do it. You know, I had several questions, but I almost want to just end it right here because that's so impactful <laughs> by what you just you. said. And, you know, instead of diving back into some of the other things that wrote down, I, I want to definitely end it right there. And that is just an amazing message your message, your impact, what's going on is just phenomenal. So with that being said, I, I do want to open this up because I know you have several things going on. You're, you're speaking on virtual stages and personal stages, and uh, there's something that's currently coming up. Can you explain to all of us what it is, what the message is, and how people can find this information or obtain it and be part of it? Yeah, so uh, starting February 1st, uh, registration opens up on January 22nd. Uh, I have a leadership challenge coming up that is going to be free. It's going to be a private Facebook group. There will be an opportunity for a, a VIP group that will have a private Zoom after the fact where we can do Q&A or we can mastermind together. Uh, that, will, that will have a little bit of cost to it. And I say a little, it's $17, but that money. The $17 is actually going into uh, back into ministry. Um, I have a ministry I support. It's actually my mother-in-law's. Um, and uh, so there'll be details about that on the page because uh, I, I know uh, time-wise I want to keep us moving. But uh, yeah, that challenge is going to be bringing and forging the leader within us to come out. It's, it's going to be about communication with self and others. It's going to be about the training and development. You and I talked, you talked about that earlier with like the stick shift car. You know, I, I, I grew up in a stick shift. My dad had to train me how to drive it. That was my first truck. But just because one time he got in there and said, push the clutch, slowly let out, shift, hit the gas, you know, all the, all that, I had to keep developing that or I was just going to shut it down again. So 
being able to train and continually develop ourselves. And then also keeping in mind safety and crisis management. You know, when we let safety go, we let crisis in. And uh, that's not just for business. That speaks to life too. So that challenge is coming up here real soon. It's all going to be on my Facebook. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be able to present this and just, just guide people into just being that leader you were born to be. So who is this challenge for? This challenge is for anyone that is looking to open up their life, open up their, the leadership within them with the understanding, I am not talking about uh, title, rank, and position. This is not to, it may help your development in a leader as becoming uh, promotable, but ultimately it's for those that just feel stuck that are caught in pessimism, that are caught in the, I can't train, and just want that enlightenment, that compassion, and that passion to learn to lead with those three eyes of great leadership, to be influenced, to have that impact, to inspire others to do the same. Awesome. And what I also want to do uh, with that information, for those that are actually following the Forging Life Facebook page, We'll actually drop that information, some links uh, to be able to actually jump over there and and hopefully join and register for this free training. So, Chris, I, I appreciate you, you know, putting yourself out there and allowing us and take that step up and do the $17 for the VIP because you never know the questions that other people will end up asking in the VIP that could really give you a breakthrough. So those are huge points there. And I really appreciate you sharing those with us. Where else can they find you, Chris? Uh, I'm on Facebook, Chris Tice. Um, if you look me on there, you'll see my business page for Eagle Fire Enrichment. I'm on LinkedIn as Chris Tice and I'm on Instagram uh, at Tice Inspires. Um, that I really, sometimes the same information is put on all those platforms. Um, but like the business page, I differentiate that. Um, so I'm speaking specifically to business leaders, but ultimately, whichever of those three that you spend your time on, you can find me through the, any one of those. Um, I check them all. I'm active on all of them. Um, so if someone says, hey, quite honestly, I use Facebook way more than I use Instagram, perfectly fine. Send me a message. I, I'm, I'm willing to work through whatever it takes to be able to guide people to that next step in their leadership journey. Awesome. And Trey, and if, thank you so if, much. It's my pleasure, Chris. And if you guys are wondering if you have the right Chris, all you got to do is look at his stories. And <laughs> no. he, he does this on purpose. No, I don't. The camera is completely flipped upside uh, down. So his beard is actually his hair. So when you see uh, that, you know, you got the right Chris Tice. <laughs> and Trey, Trey, you are my best friend because you made fun of me. Uh, no, <laughs> folks, if you see that, it's not. A, he's always oh, messing with me. Uh, it's not a gimmick. I'm trying to fix that. I just don't even know what's wrong. But uh, man, I am honored to have been here. Thank you for your service. Um, for those of you listening, you know, um, Trey is, is. Yes, he's he's retired military, but he's also so much more than that. He's a father. He's a husband. He's a man who cares. He's a man on a mission to to guide and assist us through our lives. He's a success coach. Um, I know you know that, but folks, believe this man. 
he's got a great heart leading his great mind. And, uh, man, I just appreciate just this time to be with you and, uh, the, the friendship that we share, um, and then the opportunity to be a part of your audience. And, uh, also as I develop to have you a part of mine as well. So beyond grateful, beyond blessed. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'd always, uh, open up the, the video to do this again with you. Who knows as much foraging as you talk about, you might end up just having to take over this show. I'm not here to take over, but we'll, I will we'll make you a help you in any way I can, man. I'll jump in anytime with you, buddy. Well, I appreciate it, my friend. And uh, I will definitely be registering myself to get into that challenge. So I look well, forward you. to it on, on February 1st. So you guys, as always, make the rest of your day the best of your day. Thank you for taking the time and listening to this podcast. If you're enjoying the Forging Life podcast, I ask you this, take a moment and head over and rate this podcast. If you're listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you enjoy the most, please just take a moment so that way it will help get this episode or episodes into the ears of somebody else. And if you would like to join the discussion, make sure you head over to the Facebook page, Forging Life Podcast, and join us there.